Konnichiwa and hello all ye that seek the truth behind the veil. Welcome to The Player's Perspective. A Crimson Nib bite-sized podcast that looks into how we can become better role players through a recapitulated narrative. My name is Stacy, and my player and GM handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Eberron from Wizards of the Coast. We are using the D&D 5e rule set and we game using the Fantasy Grounds virtual tabletop. In this episode, Behind This Veil, is a conversation about externalizing those internal dialogues. Now good people, sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. The song of cicadas and crickets float on a gentle breeze. Tis a nice day. The weather has been kind. Intermingling with the buzzing of insects, you can hear two voices. Their meaning is lost to your ears. Your attention is focused on your hands before you. They are covered in blood. Your sight is drawn down to the corpse that lies at your feet, but quickly returns to stare at your crimson-covered hands. Those voices pause in their discussion. You can hear your name being called out, but to respond is beyond your means. Wabani! Hey, Wabani! What's wrong with him? That name. You know that you know that name, but... Ooh... Who is... Wait... Wait... Wait a minute... Oh, Holy Donaru... That's you! In the situation above, I wanted my companions to know that something was amiss. I didn't want to verbalize my issue, which was... Oh... Wait... Let me just add one more bit. I am Wobani, first of my name, of the Wild Fury tribe of the Northern Wastes, Shaman and Witch Doctor, and I am here to talk about healing kits. In most hands they are used to provide that critical aid in those very last moments before one's soul is sucked into oblivion. It is something to keep your companions tied to this world, but not in my hands. In my hands those bandages and those salves, in my hands I can perform miracles. A regular old healing kit can be much more than it seems. I don't just stave off the Grim Reaper. When I apply that bandage, the very essence of life will burn through your veins once more. Alright, so, you are a healer, and the issue is that you are not in the business of taking lives. In this recapitulation, you have just killed for the first time. Mm, and yes, twas just a bandit, but killing humanoids is faux pas. You don't kill. 
So, how do you send that message? My advice? Don't let the story progress without taking your moment to paint the scene for your companions. Don't verbalize your quandary. Instead, shift to third person and describe what your companions see when they look at you. In the above example, I described something like, Well, Bonnie doesn't answer any of your calls. So when you turn to look at him, you see him standing over top the bandit he's just slain. His head is bowed. His shoulders are slumped. He utters no sound. After describing to my companions, the other players, I got to enjoy a fantastic dialogue between them. Is that the first time Wobani has killed? Uh, no, no. He's killed many... T- uh, actually, I don't know. We are usually healing people and taking their money. Your companion's conversation would continue as they approached, and you would get to enjoy creating drama. Of course, this would mean that you would need to turn to alcohol. To drown your sorrows, of course. It's only natural, right? Externalize the internal. A strange light shimmers, deep within H-A-M-M-E-R. A memory flares, and you remember that day, the day that you finished forging it. It was the first step on a long road to escape. The heft and balance of your warhammer was perfect. Indeed, a fine weapon, one that she would never know of. Oi, for the love of God, must she intrude on every thought? Meet Camino Vril, Mountain Dwarf, Guild Artisan of Fine Things, and pious wielder of the mighty H-A-M-M-E-R. Camino found his way to Sleeper Island, seeking a new life. Sleeper Island is a West Marches-style campaign with many, many players. Consistent player parties doesn't often happen. This would mean that long reveals and subtle backstory weaving is not possible. So in such situations, West Marches, one-shots, how do you breathe life into the internal dramas that make up your character? My advice? Find some important factors that define your character's personality and wear them like a badge of honor. Camino had a gold digger half-elf ex-wife, and at every opportunity of roleplay, I would toot that horn. Toot, a random comment about being free of her. Toot, gold digger, gold digger, gold digger. Camino was also a pious cleric of Gond, and so his curses flavored his god, like OMG was, oh my god! Of course, I was a lot more expletive than that. In conclusion, to externalize those important internal thoughts, 
those internal dialogues that are revealed to your party slowly over time, bring them out and let them shine like the sun. Don't give up when your companions aren't understanding why you made that crazy move. Find words and paint a scene of body language. Hopefully they will clue in. Change your inflection. Add more emotion to your voice. I know, believe me, I know. This is not always suitable for every character, but my hope and my goal was that my examples could provide some insights on different ways to reveal those inner workings of our characters and thereby make our roleplay richer and more dynamic. Until next week, good people, I am Dagobah and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at facebook.com slash crimson nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out our sister show, The DM's Perspective, hosted by my game master, Noki, as he looks deeper into delivering a richer, more fulfilling game for us, his players. <laughs>